My guest today may be far from perfect, but one thing I do know about this pop punk band is that they are always grounded. What's up? We're the pop punk band, always, always grounded. grounded. Yep. Uh, make sure you stick around today because we're going to be doing our very first performance of Day by Day off of our debut EP, Far, far from, from Perfect. perfect. It's going to be action packed and great. <laughs> Welcome to the Mike Rand Show, and today's special guest is the pop punk band Always Grounded, Eli and RJ. Hey guys, how you doing? Oh, we're doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Thank you for having us here. You're welcome. So some of you viewers may remember RJ. He was recently on our show. RJ, can you tell us a little bit about yourself again and remind the viewers who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'm a professional wrestler. Uh, I mostly wrestle at the company Northeast Wrestling. I'm one half of the Northeast Wrestling Tag Team Champions uh, in Zanely Rude. And yeah, I've been on the show before. I cut the beard and I cut the hair, so you may not recognize me. I look a little better, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and who is standing next to you there? It's Eli, right, Eli? Yes, that, yep, that's me. I'm Eli. I'm RJ's little bro. <laughs> I'm RJ's little brother. I never grew out my hair, and I've never had a goatee, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, you have a little goatee right now, don't you? Oh, I do? Yeah, it's a little, he's got a little bit of Ooh. a goatee right now. Uh, isn't that the all-around, isn't that the goatee? Uh, I thought it was just the underneath. And, and, I don't know. And, and I don't know beard old? names. There's so many. <laughs> and R RJ, how old is Eli? Eli is. What? <laughs> 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 He'll be my, I'll whisper in his ear, I'll whisper in his ear. Oh. All right, he is 19 years old. Okay. We, we, we asked him that last time, and he wasn't quite sure of the answer. So we had to put him on the spot here again today. So he still did not know the answer. But well, Eli, I knew it was either 19 or 20. <laughs> so Eli, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, let's see. I'm, I'm the guitarist for Always Grounded, and I started picking up guitar about two years ago um, from 2019. And I picked it up because of my uncle. My uncle gave me a guitar that actually belonged to my grandmother before she had passed away. It was a, um, it was a Yamaha nylon string. It was actually a lefties guitar that was strung backwards. And I learned playing on that thing. And after doing that for six or seven months for my birthday, I got the guitar that's on the wall behind me, the brown one. Um, and I, I just love it. I love guitar so much. And that's, that's why Arjun and I are in this band because we both, we both love music and I can provide some of the background stuff. And he's really good at coming up with lyrics and we come up with melodies together. So that's me. Oh, also I should mention I'm visually impaired. I don't even know if I'm looking at the camera right now. <laughs> it's all just a blur. Um, and that's, that's been a big inspiration for me to want to do this as well. Cause I want to show people, you know, it doesn't matter what your handicap is. You can, achieve your dreams as long as you're not in a wheelchair and want to be like a runner or something because <laughs> you obviously can't do that but as hey, long as you put in your limitations they do 
I, I'm sure there are things, yeah. Oh my goodness. But as long as within your limitations and, and you push yourself, you, you can do it. Because most people when they start, you know, they're looking at their fingers and stuff. And I, I just don't do that. I, I, have to, I have to learn all my songs by memory. I can't read chord sheets while I'm playing. Can't um, read lyrics. Yeah, I can't read lyrics either. So I have to memorize everything. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I love doing that kind of stuff. That's so have you always been visually impaired? That's a good question. I've, it's gotten worse over time. I have a degenerative eye disease that's hereditary. It's called retinitis pigmentosa. It's when the retina slowly decays over time. So about every, they say about every five to 10 years, you have <clears throat> about 50% less vision. And that's kind of what I've noticed. But my obsession with uh, screens, whether it be video games or TV shows um, and, and, and YouTube, that probably has something to do with it too. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's gotten worse over time. Okay, and the two of you together form the band Always Grounded. So oh, yeah. how, how did this come about? I, I don't really know. I just feel like one day we were messing around and uh, we came up with a song that uh, is a bonus track on our CD. Oh yes, yeah, the bonus yeah. track we on our CD. We were just messing around, you have to buy the CD the physical copy to hear this beautiful, <laughs> beautiful bonus track. Mike knows about it. He loves it. He had that up full blast. Uh, it was, yeah. And uh, I don't know, from there, we, we just started talking about it and we decided that uh, we could just, we could be a band if we wanted. Mm -hmm. And so we wrote something about me just seems off. Yep. And then just decided it was time to hit, hit the studio, get that recorded and start an EP. Yeah, definitely. We used to not always get along, too. I think it was our music that brought us together. The first time we really hung out and got along, like, real, for a long time, I think was at a Data Remember concert. Do you remember mm -hmm. that one? Oh, at I that, What casino was that at? That was at Mohegan. At Mohegan. I still have the tickets somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, our love for music and uh, TV shows brought oh, yes. us together. Yes. <laughs> oh, Scrubs TV and shows. Psych. Mm -hmm. I was just going to ask, what are your favorite TV shows? <laughs> Scrubs and Psych, definitely. Definitely. I've watched Scrubs five times already. And I'll just keep watching it. It never gets old. <laughs> I still have to see Scrubs. I've actually never seen Scrubs. Oh, you should. Mm, if you, you really like should. comedies, yeah. it's the funniest show. Yeah, it's also Donald Faison, Sarah Chalk, like I've yep. always liked their work. It's, it's one of those shows that because I was watching so many other sitcoms at the time when they were out and the yep. time slot changes that they're one of the ones that I never got to actually watch when it was the original runs off it. Mm. Uh, they might come back you never know because they uh they started a podcast of them the whole cast pretty much re-watching every episode yep they have different people and they talk about it it's interesting <laughs> but oh my god yeah i love tv tell us who are your musical influences you want to start you want me to start yes oh. for yeah, me definitely. it's like it's like bands like neck deep blink 182 um the front bottoms that's really like I I have a ton of inspirations. I love a bunch of music. I uh, like the bands like uh, the Use, Good Charlotte, like uh, all the the older bands. Hmm. And for me, I don't really know. That's tough to say. I I just listen to music and um, I just play what I want to learn. Like for example, I like Neck Deep. A part of me that's a fun song to play. Um, I'm blanking on all the other songs <laughs> that I know. Wow, <laughs> Twenty One Pilots was a good inspiration. I like their ukulele song, uh, House of Gold. Uh, what else? I have, uh, I'm all over the place because a lot of punk pop bands influenced me, like Blink-182 definitely did. Neck Deep, as I already said. Um, 
Say Anything was something all oh, yeah, band I forgot about Say Anything. They're a band that made me want to pick up the guitar. Uh, and honestly, a little bit of country, because I've always loved the sound of an acoustic guitar, but I just never knew how to play it. And I'm not a fan of most country music, but I, I like Johnny Cash, for example. I, I love playing as, Johnny Cash. I don't count him as country, though. He's, yeah. he's, he's, like, a, he's like rock in a way. Yeah. I, I love Johnny Cash's music, and he's one of the, he's definitely a big inspiration. I also have to give a shout out to uh, the band Handguns because I'm I'm friends with their uh, guitarist and he's the one who encouraged me to uh, start singing. He was like, honestly, dude, what people will sound like in recording is not at all what they sound like live. Like the most famous bands that you listen to don't sound like that live. It's all in studio. So if they can do it, why can't you? Mm -hmm. So that's really what inspired me just to start it. You good? That's that's Jake Langley, by the way. Jake Langley of the band Handguns. Mm -hmm. What do you mean, am I good? So tell me, what what is the songwriting process like for you guys? Ooh, I'll answer that one. All right, he'll answer that one. I do a big load of nothing in the beginning. RJ just comes up with this stuff, because I, I am my own worst enemy when it comes to writing. I cannot write music, because I'll write something I like, and I'll look at it 20 minutes later, I'll be like, I don't like that anymore. Like, that doesn't flow right. I, I want to change this word or that word. I am a critic. And I, everything has to be perfect. <laughs> and I can't write because of that. So RJ usually comes up with the stuff that we, that we sing. And I will, I will, I guess you could say rewrite it and reword it. So that way it flows properly. Um, Cause he, he he'll, he'll I get stuff down, down, but it, it sometimes won't go with the music or a word or two needs to be adjusted because the syllables aren't lining up. I I'm kind of more of the, um, what is it? What would you like call a me? Fine tuner. I'm, yeah, I'm the fine tuner, and it's kind of like the bottleneck situation. Where where you'll 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 be the bottle part. You'll pour pour all this stuff to me, and I'll just like I'll filter it all out, and I'll try to make it something more refined. Yeah, fine tuner is a good example. Yep. And then we pretty much we come up with like melodies and stuff together. Oh, we'll yeah. just we'll sit together. <laughs> we'll play random stuff. We have our days where we come up, we can complete two songs in a day, and then we have our days where we come up with nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are the those so. are the annoying ones when you can't come up with anything. But that happens to everyone. You got to have the right inspiration. And sometimes not in that right mindset to write a song. You got to reapproach it at a different time. I find the funnest time to write music is when you've stayed up for a day or two and you're overtired and you're not thinking clearly because that's when the crazy stuff comes out. That you're like, I never would have thought to rhyme blue with, I don't know, like Sue. <laughs> what? Okay. That's, Sue. No. That's not <laughs> no, at all what I meant. But <laughs> I wouldn't have thought to rhyme blue with a canoe, you know? Yeah, or something something like really intricate that you wouldn't have come up with. But like your brain just is on a completely different wavelength. For me at least. Uh for me it's just that I'll have something happen and I can just write a whole song and in, in that time span. Normally I will not come back to a song. If I can't finish it, I chances are there's a reason I'm not finishing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you guys have a new EP out right now. It is yep. called Far From Perfect. So everyone go out there and buy that copy. Yes, please. And buy it, stream it. Buy, stream. Please. And you've got a bunch of tracks on here. And what I want to do is I want to go through these tracks with you guys. If you can tell us a little bit about, you know, each track. But the first question I want to ask before we do that is, how did you come up with the name title for the album Far From Perfect? What does that mean? See, I, I don't really remember how we came up with it. Do you? I, um, I think he had written some lyrics yeah, that I, had Far From Perfect in it. And we were going to include that song on the EP. 
but we decided against it last minute because we could only we only wanted to include. Oh, I'm starting to get the hiccups. We only wanted to include so many, and that was one of the ones where it just it, it got just, cut. It got cut. Yep. So it was yeah. I, but we liked the name because I thought it was a good representation. We thought it was a great representation for us because the EP is far from perfect. There are multiple times where I listen to it. I'm like, I hope people don't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. It's just, you know, it, it's hard to be perfect. You can't expect that from yourself or from anyone really. Mm -hmm. So it's just the best thing to do is just be yourself and put your stuff out there because you're never going to know how far it can go if you don't put it out there. Exactly. So the first song on the album is called Something About Me Just Seems Off. So tell right. us a little bit about that song. You can set us off. Uh, that was actually, that was our very first song that we ever recorded. We actually demoed it out before we uh, went into the studio. So we had this microphone over here and we used Audacity. And we just went in and we demoed it out many times. And that's kind of how it all started. I wrote the song one morning at the gym. It was five in the morning. I had just gotten a new dog and I quite literally, excuse my language, stepped in dog shit that morning, <laughs> which is the very beginning of the song. And that's how the whole song just stemmed out. I think I had like a lot more lyrics for the song that I cut out. I think there's like, I had a pre-chorus or it might've been like the chorus was from another song that I had that I put into this song. It was weird. I don't know. I can't exactly remember the, the process of it, but I just know that I started writing it because I was stepping in my dog's poop every morning. Yep. And the way we came up for the melody for that song, um, also for another song that I won't mention yet, I have a piano back there. I don't know if you guys can see that, but no. we use that. Um, it's a keyboard. Can I see it now? Now we see it. <laughs> that is our keyboard. <laughs> Why did you make me do that? <gasps> Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> we use that keyboard to come up with the melodies for that song. And then I found chords to match said melody, which is how we came up with the very simple uh, four chord chord set <laughs> that a lot of songs use. Um, and I actually have my guitar tuned down a half step, which is why when most people want to learn how to play that song, they probably get confused. If When I say most people, probably like the two people who have tried. Um, but I like to keep mine tuned down a half step because I, because I have a lower register. So, it went well with his voice for that song too. Um, and it kind of just, it kind of just molded together where I, I played the chords and then he tried the melody and we found where each part fit. Um, and the chorus is where we actually struck a difficult, a difficult thing for I think a whole week because we only meet once a week to, to do things. So I think for that whole week, we were trying to come up with an idea for the chorus. Um, and then it finally, it finally hit. It so, just clicked. I'm not a big fan of it personally. <laughs> it's, I think it was our first song. I like so. it. I think it's a good song. It's a jam. <laughs> yeah, as I said, I'm my own worst enemy. I critique everything <laughs> I do. But yeah, that's that's kind of how that one started. Track number two is called Rescuing the Princess Isn't All That. So tell us about why is it not all that? Why is not Super Mario rescuing that princess all that? <laughs> that, that song, I think, is our hidden gem. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, really, I think it's a very underrated song. It's actually the song that has our least amount of plays. And I don't know why. I think it's a very, like, I, I like, like you said, a hidden gem. I don't know. I so, think it's a very underrated song. The whole process of this song, I came up with that first part of it on my own. That was something that I had written. And for some reason, I, I, I thought it was okay. And the whole point of that song was meant to be, like, two sides of a relationship. 
not from two different people, but from the same person, but like two mindsets of one person being happy in a relationship and the other, and the other part of that person being unhappy in that relationship. And that's why it gets heavier there because it's more emotional and it's more true. Whereas in my part in the beginning, that's why you've got the, like the violin orchestra on the background and it, and it's just the, just the acoustic guitar. It's meant to sound more like a fantasy thing. Um, like really cheesy as well. Whereas RJ's part's meant to sound more actual pop punk, that's real emotion. And he wrote his part and I wrote my part separately and we kind of combined them. Mm -hmm. He sent me what he had and then, yeah, that was another one that we actually demoed out on Audacity and everything. So there, there are demos of that one somewhere. Yep. Okay, and you guys recently just filmed your first music video, which is actually the third single on here which is called I Never Agreed to This Horror Film. So tell us about that song. And I also want to know if there's a little bit of RJ Rude, the wrestler, in that music video that we're seeing. That's all you, bud. Um, well, so the, like, the process of this song was, um, I kind of wrote it about a past relationship I had where I was, in a way, emotionally abused. I was pretty much constantly being told like how how bad I was and then she would leave me for someone else and she'd come back to me it was just a whole mess so I kind of just wrote it from that place it, it's like in a way it's not really about her it's just about my feelings of like getting past that relationship in a way if that makes any sense um when I wrote it I just wanted to help other people just not feel so alone uh, when they get to that place where their significant other at the time isn't treating them the best because mm -hmm. uh, relationships are tricky. They're, they're a lot of work. And the most frustrating part for me about that song is the fact that I went through something similar a couple of years after he did. And um, if we had just spoken to each other, you know, like brothers <laughs> and talked and, and, and explained what I, and if I like explained what I was going through, you could have been like, yeah, dude, she's not worth it. <laughs> Cause I went through the exact same scenario. So I liked the song just as much. Um, but it, it didn't, it, it was, it was a little bit after him, but it, it still happened to me too, which is crazy. <laughs> so I, I hope also that like by saying that I can open up a dialogue, you know, so family members can, can actually talk to each talk other. Talk to your siblings. Yeah. Siblings yeah. are cool. Parents are the ones you don't want to, don't want to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dad. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. So, so how how rude Eli is RJ rude? Can can you let the viewers know? Is he oh. rude or is he a nice guy? <laughs> um, he's he's really well mannered for the most part, but he can have a he has a short fuse. I'll say that we both have a short fuse. We got in an argument at the studio once because I'm a one take snake, is what I like to call myself. Oh, I wear down. For the most part, I can I can do everything in in one or one two maybe three takes, whereas RJ is taking up most of the time in the studio because sometimes the timing isn't perfect for him or it can be a little bit tricky, right, which is so understandable. For me, it's because like the music, I literally didn't start doing music until we started writing the CP. Yeah, it's not a problem. So this is like very new to me and he wants to help me in some ways where I, <laughs> at the same time, I don't want to be helped because I feel I need to learn it on my own. I'm constantly being helped. I'm not going to pick up on what I need to pick up on. Yeah. Like He's gotten a lot better at it. Like the whole, like whole metronome and timing thing, the whole, that content in the beginning was really bad. Like the song, something about me just seems off. 
that was that was I that was real fast. That was a fast. You thought that was fast? I thought compared to everything else. No, like the demo version. Oh, the demo version of the house at my house was it was it it was a long. If we didn't demo that out first, hope it would have been a long time. But now I can sing that one like no other song. Yeah, I know that one very well. So to to go back to your question, he's he's really nice, but he's just short tempered and. When that fuse blows, that's a that's a big boy bomb that's exploding. <laughs> that I have a, a I got, I've got my limits, and then then I just switch. There's yeah. no there's no medium. <laughs> uh. Okay, and then track number four is another sad song. So tell us about that one. That one is gonna watch. <laughs> I guess it's all. Oh, uh, that song was just. I guess a song that I kind of wrote about my depression in a way um about like how you, you have your nights where you want to die but then you have your nights where you don't want to die it's just i don't know it, it was kind of written about like the battles of depression mm-hmm. and um that one was pretty much uh we have a friend dave who runs the studio that we work at and he kind of ghost wrote this album with us in a way yeah not you first oh not all the songs but a majority of them on there he was a big help on because again this is our first project so we, there's a lot of things that we're not hearing that he hears that just helps the album out as a whole definitely he added a lot of background stuff for especially for something about me just seems off he added in a bunch of clapping and maracas and drums and bass and he did that in all the songs he played a huge role in uh the horror film and in another sad song because he recorded most of the guitar for that because your boy does acoustic not electric and um so he needed to do a lot of the the recording for another sad song which we're going to be doing acoustic version of live uh when we when we start going to play places by the way so you should come see us because that's going to be cool and uh another what was was that the horror film one was i was having a really writer block day i guess you would call it really bad writer block day and i couldn't come up with a, a chord chord progression for that song and dave comes out with his taylor guitar curse him <laughs> and he starts strumming away and rj like me and him would normally do rj came up with a melody and then like all right let's get this down and rj started recording stuff and dave and dave added to it and that's how that one came to be oh, we've well. been trying to get him in the band pretty I'm, much i'm trying to get him we're in trying band. to get him in the band <laughs> he said if we play a big enough tour he will come play with us so <laughs> but yeah that one was uh we were having a writer's block day because we didn't go into the studio with all the songs and we we're just like, well, I kind of want to make a heavier song. If the whole EP is going to be acoustic, we should just have a heavier song because every heavy or every heavy uh, project has their acoustic song. So we figured we'd just flip the switch on them. <clears throat> yep. So. All right. And then track number five, you're actually going to perform for us a little later yes. on. Yes. That are. track, I love this track. It's called Day by Day. So tell us a little bit about this. Uh, that one was really about facing depression. I, I wrote it about me personally facing mine and how I needed to learn just to take it day by day because you're going to have your good days and you're going to have your bad days. And if you just focus on all the bad days, then that's going to, you're not going to win the battle. You just have to take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. That song was a lot of fun to make. That was one of the ones where I also used the piano for. That's how we came up with the na 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 na. Oh, we went into that one. I was like, we, we're a pop punk band. We need some na-na's. Mm-hmm. And that's when we came up with that one for that song. One of my favorite parts about that song is how fast I'm strumming. Like, I can go super fast with that song. And Dave, who is a, a seasoned musician, I think that's the word, um, 
he he said it hurt he hurt the blah, 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 blah. he said it hurt his fingers <laughs> by the end of it you know sometimes i can't form sentences properly but and i was yeah, i was I like, like yes <laughs> exactly i was like yes it hurt his fingers good that means i'm doing something right <laughs> um my favorite part about that song is in, um towards the end when we have that false stop and we're going na 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 um what i love about that part is in the studio Arjun and I had our arms together like this, and we were waving them like this, and we had our pants down. And yep, we did have. <laughs> we our had pants our pants down. down at one point because he said, "Sing it like you're drunk." And my thought was, "Okay, a drunk guy would have his pants down." So then I pulled mine down. Dave looked up at me, looked back down at his computer. RJ started laughing. The next thing I know, RJ's pants are down. Just the pants. The underwear were still on. <laughs> Just, we had on these. <laughs> we had on these on. Um, and then Dave looks up again, and Archie stands right around too. And that's how we recorded those na 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 at the very end. Very fun. It was such a fun song to record, uh, especially because it hit so close to home for me as well. Because um, I struggled a lot with my blindness when I was younger. Like I didn't, I I I didn't really comprehend it well, and I was kind of acting out a bunch. Um, not at home, but at school with my friends and stuff. And I, I finally got a grip on it my junior year of high school and my grades flipped and I just started doing a lot better because I finally got a grip on that and I realized like I, I need to not listen to what other people are telling me like I can be anything I want to be I can't as as the words say I can't cave to other people's words because then I, I'm giving away my freedom and I'm getting because caving into other people's words you just put yourself in this trap of I can't do this and I can't do that and I'm ugly and I'm stupid and I'm too short or I'm not pretty enough because that's what other people are telling you. You got to believe in yourself, you know? That's the first step. And that's what I love about this song. That's the message it, it tells. And the final song on your EP is, well, besides the bonus track, which <laughs> we'll, we'll let the viewers, you know, see that song for themselves. <laughs> um, I, mean, we could play that I, I don't recommend playing it out loud in a car the first time you're hearing it. We could play it live for you. Do no, no, that's okay. I, I like this other one better. Um, <laughs> this one is my favorite song, Fade to Black. Yeah, that is my favorite song, too. I'm so it's happy to hear you say song. that. So, so tell us about Fade to Black. Fade to Black, RJ's words, my rhythm again. Um, he had written it differently than I than it's structured in the final version. He wrote it as an A B A B A B A B thing, where it was like um, A, then line B, then back to rhyme with line A, then back to line, rhyme with line B. And then the way I wrote it was A B A B C A B A B C. And then um, the chords I used for that was act, were actually neck deep inspired. It's similar. It's the same chords as used in um, a part of me. By neck deep, at least three of them are. Um, they're they're like weird power chords, except you play all the all all the strings. So that's kind of that was kind of our inspiration. And that that song, I told RJ I wanted a song that's like a story that that tells about someone's tale of going through life or doing something or just some sort of story. And that that, that was it, where it was about this guy who he's sick of the way his life is going, which um, I think everyone can relate to a little bit. And he wanted to do something different with his life, something that he actually, you know, believed in and not just working a nine to five job and not, um, and actually wanting to make a difference in the world where instead of just doing nothing and being, you know, just a cog in the machine. And that's what this whole song is about. And thank you to Dave for writing the beautiful little lead riff that's in it. <laughs> Inspired by Data Remembers, I Surrender. Yep. 
so we got a lot of inspiration from all the different pop punk bands and the first time through when we sang that song rj's rj um he did something interesting where he hadn't sang it like as he does in the final version how would you describe how you sang it i was very nasally the first time so i i heard how dave edited it and i was like i just i don't like my voice so i actually i went in and i re-recorded all my parts so there's another version out there where i sing much more nasally Mm -hmm. and um i remember when we came up with the chorus i'm like dude this is gonna be fire this is gonna be like this has to be our most popular song it's super catchy it's super relatable and it's it's about not it's about you know freeing yourself of your past and and not letting letting your past define who you are because that's a problem that we have nowadays where where we're like defined by our past and we care so much about it but why do people care you know <laughs> uh, that's at least my opinion on it i i believe you know each day is a new day and people are always growing well said well said thank you Okay, and then we know that that's Eli's favorite song. So, RJ, what is your favorite song on the album? Uh, it honestly might be Day by Day. I think that's my favorite song. Well, besides, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. This is, that's a difficult one for me. Because <laughs> I also like Rescuing the Princess. I think that one came out really good. But I, that Day by Day is probably my favorite. Yep, and I love that one, too. That I would say those are my two favorites, Day by Day and Fate mm-hmm. to Black. But the, but the whole album is great. And like we said, you're going to sing a little bit of it in a bit. But I also want to know, too, with all these great songs that you have, any ideas floating around maybe of a remix album or some remixes that you could possibly do to some of these songs? Yes. Yes, actually. I talked to RJ already about doing a song called Something About Me Just Seems Heavier, where we make that we make Something About Me Just Seems Off super heavy. <laughs> super heavy. Like, we might even need to get, like, a screamer for that song <laughs> that's how heavy i was thinking of making it <laughs> i know we're thinking that heavy i thought we we're just adding Ooh. electric guitars i was i don't know I, i'm debating man i, I want to do like i'm i was thinking about doing the whole ep done like man, way way down the line like hopefully when we sign to some major label yep like i would love to like do the whole ep except uh with electric guitar and then have another sad song be acoustic mm-hmm I also, I want a female singer for Fade to Black. That was the one thing that was missing for me. I want to redo that song. If I were to get signed at a major label with RJ, of course, I wouldn't do it alone. Um, but if I were to get signed at a major label, I want a female's voice and Fade to Black doing the harmony uh, at the end of each line. Because I, I just think it would sound really pretty. And what new music can we expect to hear from you guys? Well, currently we are working on our first full length album. Um, we're hoping to get it done by the end of this year. So we're hoping to release it probably January of next year. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to try and put out a couple singles and each month we're also going to be doing a cover song and we're going to be trying to push those too. So we're going to be doing a bunch of new music coming up. We also will be doing a uh, little YouTube series where we write and record a song in an hour with, uh, Dave and his band noise floor. So basically the, the cover songs and those songs are going to be done with noise floor. And then we'll, we'll hopefully have a couple of singles to put out by the end of the year. Yep. Okay. And now we're going to play the lightning round with Eli. RJ got to play this last time. So now Eli, what I'm going to do is I'm going to name you a couple things and I want you to tell me which one you like better. Okay. 
Okay, so you're gonna name me a couple things. I'll say which one I like the best. Yep. Okay. So okay. first one, Blink One Eighty Two or Green Day? Blink One Eighty Two. Taco Bell or Wendy's? Oh shoot! No, Wendy's. Friends or The Big Bang Theory? Friends. Thanksgiving turkey or Thanksgiving stuffing? Is neither an option. I guess I'll go with stuffing. I don't like turkey. <laughs> the smell of fresh cut grass or the smell of an ocean breeze? Oh, ocean breeze. Hot or cold? Hot. The sound of wind chimes or the sound of a dog barking? Uh, wind chimes. Save your money or spend your money? Spend my money. <laughs> the Simpsons or South Park? South Park. Country life or city life? Country life. Jello or pudding? Pudding. Who's the better Ninja Turtle? Raphael or Michelangelo? Michelangelo, isn't he the orange one? He's the orange one. Yeah, Michelangelo. <laughs> I didn't know. I was debating. I got. I was honestly still thinking about last question because I'm like, do I want to see? I, I I got stuck on the one out before and I, and never mind. Don't hey. tell me. I, I picture Zach Braff and like, pudding. Dude, that should be a soundbite. I want that to be a ringtone now. I I got that. I got to get that now. Pudding. <laughs> and now we're gonna play a game of which brother knows which the other brother best. Oh no. No. God. Well, okay. keep it going with Eli here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, I'm actually going to do lightning round again with you. Only I want you to think what you think RJ said is his answers. Yes, I'm good at this one. So which would RJ prefer, summer or winter? Summer. Correct. Country music or dance music? Dance. Correct. Jennifer <laughs> Aniston or Jennifer Lopez? Aniston. Correct. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Correct. Bacon or eggs? Bacon. Correct. <laughs> peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter with fluff? Jelly. Correct. Raw or Smackdown? Oh, shoot. Smackdown. Correct. <laughs> Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. No ads. Oh. It probably Hulu probably has better shows. It also has no ads. You you buy it with no. He has money. I don't. I have to get it with ads. So that's probably why he likes Hulu more. Can I, hey, can I borrow your Hulu info? That's not my Hulu. It's someone else's. Pizza know. with toppings or pizza with no toppings? Oh wow! I think he likes it with pepperoni toppings. Yes. Eighties or nineties? Oh, I think nineties. Yep. Super Bowl or Super Mario Brothers? Mario Brothers. Two and a Half Men or King of Queens? I don't think he knew either of those that well. I'm going to guess he went uh, King of Queens. Correct. Only one mistake. And that was because I didn't realize he had um, commercialist Hulu. If I knew he had both with I, no commercial. I love King of Queens. Get out of here. Kevin James is the bomb. He is pretty funny. I love Kevin James. I just figured you wouldn't have wanted to pick Two and a Half Men because Charlie Sheen for some reason. I don't know. Well, that's, I don't <laughs> know. I just, my, my guess was, oh, Charlie Sheen's in that? He wouldn't want that one. I don't know why. <laughs> All right. So now yeah, we're, we're going to have to go on the honesty system here because we don't have Eli's answers. But RJ, mm -hmm. what do you think 
is Eli's favorite food? What? Wait, he had he had A and B questions. <laughs> well, I'll say I don't know. He used to eat mac and cheese all the time. I don't live here anymore, so I'm just gonna I'm saying mac and cheese. That's a buy that. Like I still eat mac and cheese. Every time my girlfriend comes over, we make two boxes of mac and cheese, and I eat it all. <laughs> what What yeah, would you look- say is his favorite holiday? Christmas. Yeah. What month was he born? November. Oh, if you didn't get that one, I would have quit the band. <laughs> would you say he's more book smart or street smart? Uh, hmm. Both. <laughs> My answer would be neither. Both. A little bit of both. Um, I'm street polite, <laughs> but I'm not. Um, yeah, pick one. Pick one. Both. Okay. Uh, wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean neither. Oh yeah. He got. How did he get it first try? Neither. Whoa. Chocolate cake or chocolate chip cake? Chocolate cake. Oh yeah. Too much chocolate for me is a bad thing. Like I don't like mousse cake because there's too many things of chocolate, and sometimes the chocolate isn't like good chocolate. So chocolate cake, normal chocolate cake, yummy. What would you say is his favorite animal? Oh God. His favorite animal? I'm cheating. I'm looking around the room. No animals. We have a Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> um, Misa, Misa, love animal. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe dogs. I guess dogs. Dogs are one of them. I'd say it's a tie between dogs and polar bears. I love polar bears. I want to hug one. I've never heard him say anything about polar bears in my entire life. <laughs> what is his favorite activity to do? Play guitar. Yeah, that's one of them. What was his favorite subject in school growing up? It should be easy. Music. <laughs> Science. Uh, gym. <laughs> you were probably really good at gym. <laughs> I was. I never got hit with the dodgeballs because I was a skeleton. My my ribs would catch the dodgeballs, and I was the dodgeball champion because of that. Art. Math. Math. I love numbers. I love numbers. I know you're going for accounting, but like, why would that be your favorite subject? Math sucks. Math is fun. Math is boring. Well, you're you're one of those people who has a math is fun. I'm gonna get you that poster for your birthday. (laughs) Don't. You're gonna say math is fun. Get it on a t-shirt. I'll wear it when we play live. Math. Money is fun. Money is fun. Money. Yep. And is he a morning person or a night owl? Oh, night person. You can't get him up earlier than 11 o'clock. Hey, 10, 30. Now. Nine. Now. Yeah, I'm All definitely right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. But the show is not over yet, guys, because you guys are now going to sing live for us. Our first live performance? We are. First live performance with no a track way. off of their debut EP right here called Far From Perfect. Here is Always Grounded with Day by Day. Like, like, won't let depression be my captain. Seems to 
still shaky, I better take back control. Focus on the good, toss all that sounds like a napkin. I don't want to feel this way when I grow old. What's the puzzle? We can't make the pieces fit together. Take it day by day, progress happens over time. Refalling through life in a windstorm, I'm a feather. Care too much for others, think that's my only crime. joining us today we had a blast tell everybody how they can get a hold of you guys that's you i'll take it i guess i do run all the social media so you can find us on facebook always grounded um it's just a facebook page it's a picture of him and i so it should be simple enough to find uh on instagram it's always grounded band all one word right? all one word yeah um and then on twitter it's grounded always or well grounded underscore is that what it's called yeah the underline underscore grounded always underscore grounded was taken so it's opposite um on spotify you can find us always grounded and you can find us pretty much anywhere music is sold yep wait You'll so it's us. grounded underscore always yes on twitter okay on twitter. you didn't know that okay i did not know that i don't 
I should follow our Twitter then. You should probably follow our Twitter. I'll follow our Twitter. You could find me. Uh, you should join me in following our Twitter. Yeah, join him in following our Twitter. Mm -hmm. You can find me, uh, RJ Rude Rassles, on uh, Instagram. Yeah. What's yours? I don't have an Instagram that uh, is meant for, for promotional use. <laughs> I got to get one, don't I? I mean, you could just use yours. There's nothing on there that says you can't. Touche. My, my Instagram's ElijahJD1126. If you want to hit me up in those DMs and tell me how beautiful you think Baby Bertha is. <laughs> baby Bertha. Baby wow. Bertha. I don't know. I mean, that's not its name. I don't know what to call it. Please don't call it Baby did, Bertha. <laughs> did you guys like how we teleported from the bed to the couch? Or, hey, uh, it happens. The, the chairs. What's it to you? It was a magic trick, guys. It's called an editing trick. Anyways, thank you for joining thank us here. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you for having us, Mike. Uh, make sure you like this video, you share this video, and you uh, hit that subscribe, vid subscribe video, the subscribe button. You punch that subscribe button. Punch it like this. In the <laughs> face. Or you can strum it like it's a guitar if you want to be it. nice to the subscribe you can, button. You can just gently press gently it. Gently scrub. Scrub. <laughs> it's a cleaning product, guys. Gently <laughs> scrub it. Scrub away. Again, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. For joining us on the Mike Grant Show. <laughs> yes, thank you guys for watching. Um, come back when you got new material and sing it for us again. Where you're always welcome here on the Mike Grant Show. And thank everyone, you. keep it right here for some more great interviews. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.